0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of From the Lighthouse and today we're doing a special episode. Um, we're really excited about the Sydney Writers Festival which is coming up um, from the 22nd to the 28th of May. So I thought I would talk to my lovely co-host Michelle. Hi Michelle. Hi Stephanie. About some events that we're looking forward to seeing at the festival and hopefully you'll you'll hear about something that piques your interest as well. Um, so, is there anything you'd like to ask about the festival, Michelle? Ah, <laughs> uh, look, Stephanie.
1: Actually, I'm really curious about Macquarie University's involvement in the SWF. Because when did it start? And uh... um,
0: so Macquarie started sponsoring the festival last year. And last year we sponsored the children's and YA um, day at the festival. So we we sponsored what was called last year the all day YA event, um, and w- there was you know um, events clustered around the theme of YA with various YA writers, so young, adult, if you don't know what YA stands for, um, this year we've taken a slightly different approach. We are um, sponsoring over three days, um, and we're sponsoring all of the events in Sydney Dance Theatre One, which is actually one of the, the venues where free events are held, so we're allowing those free events to continue to be free. Um, so there's a whole bunch of events that are going on in that in that space over the three days, one of which is an event with a Stella Prize winner, which is Heather Rose. It was announced uh, last week, talking about the Museum of on Love. Um, we've also got um, Peter Polites talking about his new novel, Down the Hume, um, fantastic crime noir um, set in Western Sydney by a queer writer. So that's, that's really interesting. We've got... Um, also to an event with an author who I wasn't familiar with, but I'm really intrigued to read. Um, her name is Durga Tubos, and um, her book, which is about creativity and um, writing as a woman, I suppose, is called Too Much and Not the Mood. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that, as well as various other events that are taking place in that free festival space. So everything over those three days, which is a Thursday, Friday, and the Saturday of the festival, is sponsored by Macquarie University. So hopefully people will get a chance to see one of those events. Oh, look,
1: I think, I think that's a marvellous... And it, and it's an institution, really, isn't it, to have those free events that people can just turn up to... I think you've still got to book your tickets, though, don't you? No,
0: you don't have to book your tickets. You just have to line up. But the thing is, on Saturday and Sunday in particular... Um, the The festival is very busy so if you want to get into a free event my advice is to go early and line up early because uh, there are often people that are turned away at the door so well, that, that's that's, that's <laughs> good advice I mean, I'm a Sydney Writers Festival expert right <laughs>
1: yeah. um, and, and who from the Depar- the English department is in, involved in the festival this
0: year? Well we've got a number of staff who are chairing panels so we've got Alice Moody um, she, who is a staff member in the department she is chairing a panel with a writer called Rebecca um, Rebecca Vaughan, who is a, a, a playwright, um, and a um, one woman has a one woman show based on Jane Eyre, as well as a writer called Natalie Haynes, um, and she's doing. They're doing an event on uh, rewriting the classics, so taking, you know, classic literature or classic myth, as the case may be, and rewriting them for a sort of contemporary audience. Um, we've got Rebecca Giggs who is one of our creative writing staff. She's chairing two panels, one of which is on a new biography on Helen Garner, which is very interesting, and she's going to be on that panel with Annabelle Crabb and Ben Law, so pretty interesting names as well as the author of the biography. Um, and she's also appearing um, in a panel on the Contemporary Essay, so that, that's pretty exciting. And we've also got Victoria Flanagan, who is going to be appearing as part of the Children's and YA section of the, the program. And she's doing a really exciting interview with Jennifer Niven, who is a huge name in YA literature at the moment. Um, She wrote a book called All the Bright Places, which is the hot thing amongst the YA audience. Um, So that's actually going to be held in the Parramatta Precinct at the Riverview Theatre, which is where all the YA events are taking place this year. And I'm going to be um, chairing a panel myself, again with Natalie Haynes, who um, is a writer that's coming out this year. And that's pretty exciting because I have to plan what to wear. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephanie, what, and what's, what's what's the thing for your panel? is? Um, well, Natalie Haynes has just put out a new novel called The Children of Jocasta, which is a contemporary reimagining of the Oedipus and Antigone myth. Um, so I'm just reading the novel at the moment, which is really interesting. Um, so we're going to be talking about, you know, why Oedipus and Antigone, what draws Natalie to... Uh, classical mythology. So, just a bit of background about Natalie, she is a comedian and she's also a classic scholar, which I think is pretty much an ideal combination of things to be. Um, so, I'm going to be talking to her about her novel, um, why she was drawn to that particular myth, um, and also why she finds so much kind of um, contemporary relevance in, in classical mythology. She also wrote a book about a non fiction book about what the ancient world can tell us about life today, so I'm really looking forward to dipping into that.
1: And um, what time's your
0: panel? Actually? Um, it's on the Thursday of the festival, so that's the 25th of May, it's at 1.30 um, it's in the Pier 2-3 main stage so um, it is a ticketed event, so you have to buy tickets in order to in order to see what I decide to wear, um, which, of course, is the most important part of this whole event. Um, so, yeah, please come along to that if you're interested. <laughs> I'm oh, a bit nervous, yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I was actually
1: going to ask you, are you nervous? I am nervous, yeah. But
0: I'm really looking forward to talking to her because I think she sounds really fascinating. And I like mythology and, you know, reimagining myths and so forth, and they seem to be so you know, a, a new kind of novelistic imagining of myth seems to come out all the time. So I'm really looking forward to, to speaking to her. But I am nervous.
1: Ah, oh, look, I, <laughs> I think it, it, it sounds incredible and I'd love to, to be there. Um, and, and what about your own sort of personal picks for um, pure enjoyment? And <laughs> um, yeah, we, what, what are you looking at seeing? Well,
0: I'm really excited to see Roxane Gay. I don't know if you know Roxane I Gay. I actually have
1: just last night read half of Roxane, Roxane Gay's um, feminism, I'm not not, not a Bad, feminist. no, bad, bad feminist. feminist bad, bad feminist.
0: feminist, yes yep, yep, yep. so yeah, I really like um, Roxanne Gay's writing, especially her nonfiction. fiction I did like her novel An Untamed State, and I like her short story collection, Difficult Women, but I, I really do um, prefer her non-fiction um, she's coming out here and doing an event doing quite a few events actually and I'm really looking forward to seeing her because she's very, um she's very contemporary she's very funny um and she's she's kind of um irreverent in ways that that i really enjoy so i saw her a few years ago when she came out for the all about women festival which is held usually at the sydney opera house in march so that was maybe three years ago um and she's been threatening to come out to the sydney writers festival for years um and i'm really looking forward to seeing her i think she's always good value and she's always really funny and she she has really um acerbic things to say about the state of the world. And she's she was involved in a bit of a recent controversy, which I'd like to sort of hear her talk about more. Um, she recently withdrew a book from Simon, Simon and Schuster because of their publication of a particular um, right-wing blogger's book. Um, they, were, they were going to publish um, Milo's book um, that he was... He's a particular right-wing blogger in America, a right-wing thinker, and um, she, he's, he was quite abusive to a number of people, and because Simon & Schuster published, were going to publish his book, she withdrew her book from that publisher. They subsequently recanted the contract to him as well. But um, I'd be interested to hear her talk about that um, and all of the things that are happening around publishing and what sort of voices are being published at the moment. So that, that's something I'd, I really want her to talk about.
1: Um yeah look I think I might uh, be seeing if there are still tickets available <laughs> for that one cuz um, I I, well, I did actually get through I think half of it last night the the ba- the bad feminists yes um and there is that real ability to I think just to speak to a reader yeah. um which which is rare I think um, She's
0: got a great essay in there about being a competitive scrabble player <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of envy as well. (laughs) Uh,
1: And um, what what else have you got on your list?
0: Well, um, I'm looking forward to, and I believe that you might be going to this as well, Michelle, (laughs) I'm looking forward to seeing Colson Whitehead. A few uh, weeks ago we had a conversation about Colson Whitehead's Underground Railroad, um, and he's coming out here. We also had a conversation about Paul Beatty's um, The Sellout. He's also coming out here, so we seem very... On the money at the moment, in terms of who we've been talking about. So I'm really looking forward to seeing both Colson Whitehead um, and Paul Beatty talking about the sellout.
1: Yeah, look, Stephanie, I, th- I think you're right. Um, Paul Beatty and Colson Whitehead are sure to be uh, fantastic. Uh, people to be listening to right now because I, I think actually uh the I think there is that idea that difficult times produce great literature and I, and I think that's what we're seeing in um, the the writing for this year uh people uh not just um, like paul beatty and and um, Colson Whitehead coming from United States, but in Australia too. I mean, we've got some fantastic voices and I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to be going to see quite a few of Maxine Benigra-Clark's talks. Um, I think there's one for uh, the patchwork bicycle that she that's um free and i'm going to take my children to see that one that's her new
0: um, picture book isn't it yeah, yeah yeah that's
1: her new picture book and i think it's going to be quite an intimate uh, event and i'm i'm hoping that uh my my girls are sort of completely utterly swept away um <laughs> by that and i think also there's a marvelous um it's, which is the one writing i think is it
0: writing race that she's doing. writing race yeah, yeah. she's she's um, on a panel i think in that yeah
1: yeah because it, it just it just feels that this particular festival um really does have it, it, it its finger on the pulse and is it, saying really important things can you talk a little bit about the theme for this year's so uh, the festival? theme is
0: refuge um and they're taking refuge in its kind of broadest possible application. so reading, writing as a refuge from the world. Um, the the festival too is a refuge for readers where you can go and be around like-minded people who get excited by things like Colson Whitehead <laughs> events. Yeah. So the festival itself is a refuge, but also the concept of refuge in the world. Refugees, the idea of refuge um, as a political kind of act or a political kind of um, action, I suppose. Um, so a lot of the, the talks are broadly themed around that idea of refuge so there is um, the Thinking Globally series for example which is about international politics Um, there's people talking about refugee experiences and so forth Uh, I'm really looking forward to um, seeing George Megalogenis talk about Australia um, and its kind of migrant history and its um, refugee history so there are a lot of events that are kind of broadly resonant with that theme of refuge and I, and I do think that that is quite true that the festival is a refuge <laughs> in its own way, I think, I, I love going to the festival, I go every year, I've been going for about 7 to 8 years I don't even know um, and it is brilliant just to be in this environment where everybody cares about writing and books and you know that everybody there is there because they want to be, it's not compulsory in any way so it, it's just people who purely are there for the love of books and reading and it feels great to just be in that environment
1: yeah and, and I think because I've probably it's probably only been the last couple of years that I, I've been attending and I mean I'm blown away by the numbers Yeah, and I, th- I think that's, that is one of the things where you just get that chill and you realise that actually there's there's a whole um, there's a whole host of people who, who are really actually just hungry for hearing different things uh, and that, I think that's what the, the festival offers is, is just these marvellous opportunities to listen to people talk about things in, in a really sort of nuanced profound and you know sort of quite um creative imaginative way um looking looking at the world through this wonderful lens of of, of the literary and 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 the and the writing and the poetry um the, speaking of poetry carol <laughs> and duffy yes can we make a plea for an extra
0: um, yes i think the the main carol and duffy event is sadly sold out so i think that we may be going down on our hands and knees to plead for more carol Ann duffy events um poet laureate brilliant poet I think she's fantastic really looking forward to seeing her
1: yeah I'd, I was I'd promised my girls before I realized the events had sold out because <laughs> uh, her selected poems for children were I used to make them my kids memorise
0: <laughs> and, and they still and they still money they still like them
1: <laughs> <laughs> look they do they were generously rewarded and um, and plus it was really good for their memories
0: yeah, oh, and I mean... And th- there were some great ones, although my
1: youngest was really terrified of the, the Loch Ness Monster and, and there's a ghost one in there that she wouldn't let me read her
0: at <laughs> night time.
1: But, um, yeah, so Carol Ann Duffy. And, yeah. Um, and I think that's actually a performance as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I believe so. So that'll be amazing just to see the Poet Laureate, you know, out there. <laughs> yeah,
1: like it's, it's one of those
0: once in a lifetime. As I think, you know. Um, Absolutely. I remember last year the um, the opening address was given by Kate Tempest, who is a wonderful performer performance poet um from london and she came out in jeans a casual t-shirt and fuzzy green socks you know this this massive event at the sydney um theater and she was so unprepossessing in appearance but when she spoke it just blew everyone away and you just remembered why you're in this gig in the first place (laughs) you know why you're interested in in literature why you know you you for me anyway um why i do what i do because it was just such an uh, brilliant performance so there's something about seeing writers perform their own work or speak about their own work that I think is so wonderful
1: yeah. and and I think also it's it's as you say I mean of course today we we sort of live in, in a world where you can YouTube um, yeah. you know you can sort of get sound bites from from pretty much anyone and and everyone uh, and yet I, I don't think that you can ever fully quantify that experience of, of seeing people um, and especially unprepossessing ones you know because usually writers are more likely to not <laughs> be entertainers yeah that's in, right. in in, in in the, in the in the flesh and blood and, and yet watching uh, sort of writers um, speak uh, I, I think is just is, is just it's just a fascinating uh, it's just a it's just a fascinating thing to be part of
0: especially because most writers you know writing is a solitary activity you do it by yourself you know a lot of writers spend by necessity as you would know Michelle being a writer um, a lot of time by themselves in their rooms in their studies You know, turning over ideas quietly. So it's it's kind of nice to see writers out of that environment and in a more kind of public forum and see what they can bring to that experience. One of the events that I love going to every year and that I make a point of going to every year, no matter what else is on, is the Big Read. And the Big Read is just five authors read a section, any section of their books. So they each go for about 10 minutes. And it's, I, I try to go in not knowing any of the books. Sometimes you will have read a book by that author or that book that they're reading from just by coincidence. But usually I try not to read their books because it's amazing what you will be drawn to in that forum and what you won't be necessarily. So every year when I go to the big read, I go out and have bought at least two of the five books just from hearing them read. And sometimes it's not the books I'll expect. I remember last year I went in thinking, I'm going to really like this one particular book. And then the author's reading just didn't do much for me, but another author who was there, who was Paul Murray, um, who wrote a book called *The Mark and the Void*, which I didn't think I was going to enjoy. It was because it was marketed as, as you know, a satire on the global financial crisis, and I thought, oh, it doesn't, you know, satire about money. I don't really care. Um, but he was so funny and so endearing, and he just had me in stitches the whole time that I immediately went, bought the book, got him to sign it and thought it was wonderful, like I just absolutely loved the book and that's a book I wouldn't have found for any because I knew of the book but I thought that I wasn't going to be interested so I would never have read that book had it not been for that event so I think that that's what a writers festival can bring you as well it can bring you into the orbit of writers that you might have dismissed as something that you're not necessarily interested in or you might never have heard of um, and then you you sort of serendipitously find them and you think, wow, I wouldn't have come across this any other way. Oh, look, and will
1: you be attending? I mean, it sounds like it's almost a, a sort of a, a seven-day... It is a seven-day
0: extravaganza um, for, for me. Yeah. yeah, I go all out. Um, last year, the, the Partnerships um, person at the Senior Artists Festival that I was dealing with said that I was possibly in the top ten... Um, list of ticket holders <laughs> so you were you were talking here to a bona fide senior your artist festival expert <laughs> wow. and, and who, who is giving the opening address the opening address is a bit different this year usually it's one person but this year it's three so it's going to be george saunders um whose new mm. book lincoln and the bardo is kind of the the buzzed of our book at the moment um Brit bennett who wrote a book that i very much enjoyed last year called the mother's And Anne Enright, who is a very prominent Irish writer. So I'm not sure how the three writers thing is going to work. I assume they're going to speak roughly equal amounts of time, but I am interested um, in going to see that. And the closing this year is going to be given by Susan Faludi, um, who wrote books like Backlash, about the the backlash to the um, feminist revolution, I suppose. And her new book is called In the Dark Room, which is a memoir about her... Um, her father, her quite elderly father, um, coming out as a trans woman um, after years of estrangement from each other, she gets this email that says, I, "I have changed. I'm gone from Stephen to Stephanie." And so it's about her her grappling with that and what that means.
1: That's a, that's a that's a really strong note to finish on isn't it absolutely um, I'm really
0: looking forward to hearing that yeah
1: it's right. it, 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 it all, actually from start to finish it's a very gutsy festival
0: it I is think. a gutsy festival and I've noticed this year that it's not as um the writers aren't necessarily as um well known perhaps as, as in previous years you've got um Kind of more edgy left field choices, I think, for for writers this year, except for, you know, your big names like Colson Whiteheads in the News because he just won the Pulitzer, which I predicted, might I add, um, in a previous episode of From the Lighthouse, which I will be talking about for the rest of time. (laughs) Um, So, you know, apart from your big names like that, I found the writers this year are very kind of edgy left field, up and coming writers, the kind of writers that um, I think are generating lots of buzz in the kind of literary scene but not necessarily well known beyond that and I hope it brings bigger audiences to those kinds of writers because I think they're really interesting selections like Rick Bennett for example I really liked her her book The Mothers which I just mentioned and she's taking part in the opening that was a debut novel that came out last year it's gotten a lot of buzz in the US but I wasn't necessarily aware of that much buzz translating over to Australia Look, and, and
1: I think one of the things that we're always aware of are the degree to which publishing forces are shaping what what we're reading, what the, the what what the public is reading, what sort of is is popular. And I guess that does become perhaps a, a new role for for festivals, where they actually can perhaps. Um, Give emphasis and uh, t- to writers that may otherwise, as you say, um, escape people's notice because they're not part of the the, the the big publishing machine and the big sort of promotion or sort of network that often sees writers go from you know zero to um, infinity overnight, and, yeah. and yet often doesn't uh, sort of promote lesser known writers. So yeah,
0: and I think that that I think that's exactly right. The festivals are forum for those sorts of things. Um, and you see the little-known writers who sort of take off at the festival, and, and there's a Glee book sets up a bookstore there, um, so that you can purchase the books after the events. And it's always interesting to see which kind of writers people flock to that they might not necessarily have known before the festival, um, but have just become kind of um, the hot festival commodity, and their and their books really do sell based on those festival appearances, which I think is really is a positive thing. Uh, A few years ago um, that happened with Emily St. John Mandel, who was out here talking about her book, um, which was a speculative fiction novel called um, Station Eleven. Again, there was a big kind of, it was a big hit in America, but hadn't necessarily translated into a big hit here. So she came out to the festival, was incredibly engaging, incredibly interesting, and, and I noticed that all of her books her three pr- uh, previous novels, as well as Station Eleven, which is selling and selling and selling, and so I was really pleased with that because I had read Station Eleven. I thought it was brilliant, um, and it's nice to see those writers who you think are just on the edge of things really break through.
1: Yeah, like it's it's an it's 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 excellent to know that there is that sort of correlation. Um, yeah, you know, sort of between and and, and it just gives this amazing. Um, I think it gives this amazing vibe and force to a festival, um, yeah. which. I guess when you look at it, I mean, yes, of course, it's a celebration of literature, but it it is ultimately sort of a, a way of um, inviting readers in, isn't it? And yeah. um, and and opening doors that aren't always readily available um, without sort of festivals, without the sort of events that support them. And um, yeah, so that that's. And what about the ten? Your your have you booked in to listen to the authors read their 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 books this year? Do you know which ten? Uh, Which of the five Five. at the
0: Big Read? I can't actually remember who is at the Big Read this year. I purposely don't pay a lot of attention to who is um, in order that I not accidentally read their books or something or be tempted to read their books um, beforehand. Um, So I'm not actually sure who's at the Big Read this year. I try to keep it kind of vague for myself so that it's a surprise. I always find somebody new, though. It's amazing. Yeah. Ah,
1: look, and do you have a, a favorite venue for your? Um, oh, a
0: favorite venue. Um, can I can I talk about a favorite kind of event series that's yeah, available? it's a free.
1: It's an open question. Okay, so <laughs> they
0: have um they have um, events called Nights at the Wharf, where they turn one of the it's at Pier Two Three down at Welsh Bay. They turn um, the venue into kind of um, a bar kind of environment. It's usually hosted by one of the Chaser Boys. I think Chris Taylor is, is hosting it this year and they just have it as a very kind of... It's, it runs on the, the Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights and it's it's a very kind of casual event. Um, it's, as I said, it, it's run like a bar so you can get some food, get some drinks um, and there'll be interviews, there'll be performances and often there'll be really funny kind of um, left field Things that will go on there. So, um, I remember a few years ago there was a comedy night, which the theme was so rude that I'm not going to repeat it on this podcast. But it was just it involved fan fiction of a certain persuasion, and it was just so funny that I, I think that I've still got strained ribs from laughing. Um, so it's always worth looking at that kind of um, more casual kind of events at the at the wharf in the night on the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday because they're always good value, in my opinion.
1: Look, I think I'm actually going to have to ask for you to sit down beside me and do a little bit more planning. For oh, my, for I have one festival. more that I just oh, thought oh,
0: of. Oh. Okay, so this year is the 25th anniversary of Looking for Ella Brandy, which was a very big book in my youth and childhood. And our producer, Jimmy, has just made um, a face that indicates that it was also a big book in his childhood as well. Um, it
1: was in my HSC.
0: <laughs> it was? It was in your HSC? It yes. Was. Yes. Um, so there is an event on, I believe, the Sunday celebrating the 25th anniversary of Looking for Ella Brandy and Melina Marchetta, who is the, the author of Looking for Ella Brandy, is going to be there, as well as Pierre Miranda who is in the film, as well as a bunch of other people. So I'm looking forward to going that and feeling really, really old, because that was kind of the current book when I was in high school. So... I will feel old, but also feel very excited to be talking about it.
1: <laughs> Look, I think um, it's 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 pretty much the highlight of the of, of the of the year. I think. Oh, uh, it's my best week of the year. Yeah. I agree. <laughs>
0: so,
1: um, I think uh, thank you so much, because This is this has just been enthralling. As I say, I just want to go through the festival with you one more time because I, I feel as though I've I've missed so many events and i'm going to need you to help plan my own I, I will be and happy and to have help a you. service you could start offering maybe
0: i could start offering that service i have you to know. put all this knowledge to some good <laughs> yeah. some good use here help, help people plan
1: their festivals um, happy because, to help yep, yep yep you can't afford <laughs> you can't afford to miss uh anything and um it was just it was just a pleasure Uh, speaking with you and um, I'll
0: see you at the festival I guess I'll see you at the festival (laughs) Alright, thank you very much for listening um, to Macquarie staff and students I hope you get along to the festival as well as of course the general public it is always worth going to see and hopefully you get to see some of the events with our staff which you can have a look at um, www.swf.org.au for more details about the program Um, Until next time, I'll see you then Bye Michelle Bye Stephanie